Hey guys, Laura here. I wanted to invite you to my Authenticity Workshop on Friday, May 24th. The title of this workshop is Authentic Expression and Why It Will Make You Wealthy. And I use the word wealthy not specifically in the traditional sense, although that's true as well, but also holistically wealthy, um, leading to a life of joy, abundance, and expansion. Because when we learn to authentically express, there's nothing more powerful. And once we learn it, and we bring it to our nurse coaching practice, it echoes into over into every other area of our life. So come for this interactive workshop. It's 30 bucks. You need to register. Link will be in the bio. Thank you. Welcome to the Successful Nurse Coach Podcast. On this podcast, Laura and Shelby both board-certified nurse coaches show you how to make as much money as you want in private practice as a nurse coach. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Successful Nurse Coach Podcast. Today, it's just me, Laura. It's a solo episode, and I'm super excited to to jump into this, this episode. And what we're going to talk about today is the number one question that I get from all new nurse coaches. I get this from my students. I get this uh, from my clients really throughout their first year. And the question is, where do I find clients? At this point, it's it's almost hard for me to to drop down and to really appreciate that question because I know it's the number one question that I had and that all new nurse coaches have when they get started. And so today I'm going to share a little bit about strategy and the practical places that you might find clients. And then more importantly, I'm going to talk about a higher level than strategy, which is your mindset the way that you see the world, the way that you see yourself, because it's really less about how to find clients and more about who you have to be to create clients everywhere that you go. So just to reiterate the first part of this podcast, we're going to talk about where to find clients. Just the, the practical places, I'll share some case studies of some of our clients, and then I'm going to talk about the more important aspect, which is who do you have to be? All right. So in our course, we go deep into this, but essentially there are two ways to, to connect and invite people into experiencing your coaching. And for those of you who haven't maybe listened to all of our episodes, I just want to offer one really important aspect of starting a business in the coaching industry is that 95% of your clients or more will become your clients because you asked them to less than 5% are going to come to you. So I, I know this is probably breaking hearts all over as I say this, and I know it broke my heart. I just wanted to publish a website, open my office, put a sign out on the front door, and start doing some posts on social media. And I thought that in my inbox, in my, in my messenger, in my email, that people would be clamoring to hire me. And that just wasn't the case. And it's just not the case. And, and that's for many, many reasons. It's not going to always be the case. Eventually, you will have people coming to you. I promise. It just takes time. But in the beginning, 95% of your clients are going to come because you asked them to. 
because you invited them because you went first. So there's these two places that we talk about connecting and inviting and finding clients. And the first place is just belly to belly, good old fashioned in your community, in your city, leaving your home and and connecting with people or finding local people to connect with. And I started my whole first year of business only creating clients this way. So I'll share kind of what I did, what worked, what didn't work, and some of the strategies that have a very, very low return on investment of time. So the first way that you can create clients in your community is to find local Facebook pages. And uh, in my city that I was living in at the time, in Auburn, California, there was a, a Facebook group called Chit Chat Auburn. And Chit Chat Auburn was basically the town's Facebook book uh, community. And when I was in my certification, I put my request for pro bono clients there. It was allowed. In fact, one of the admins ended up being one of my pro bono clients. So it, it felt safe because I wasn't selling anything. And that's how I got all my pro bono clients is just posting on there who I was. I was in a cert. I was offering this free service and who, who was interested and it worked really, really well. So when I graduated, I kind of did the same thing, except for instead of offering five sessions, I offered two sessions. So a lot of my first clients came from posting in the local Facebook community and serving them. Uh, the next thing that I did was make flyers and putting them up all over town. So I created a little, I think it was like an eight by eight square flyer, what a nurse coach was. It was not done well. I didn't have a coach at the time. I didn't know what I was doing. And I put it in different businesses. I posted it at the gym. I put it in all the coffee shops. I might have gotten one or two calls from all of those and no conversions. So I spent probably 80 to $100 on flyers. I spent probably six to eight hours putting them out. And that created no clients because again, it's that, that passive way of connecting that our brain wants that feels safer doing that felt, I would rather spend $80 on creating flyers and passing them out and posting them in places and go home and hope that someone's in my inbox than actually asking humans if they wanted to experience coaching with me. So there's the indirect way that we connect in person and there's a more direct way, which is the one that I recommend. So I recommend getting dressed up. And going in person to different businesses, sharing that you are a brand new business owner, you've just launched your practice, you're a nurse coach, and you are, to get your business rolling, you're offering free coaching to 10 people in the community and ask them if they want to be one of the 10. The cool part about that is they get the feeling that they're getting something that's limited in, in quantity, something that's really valuable, and they are the ones getting asked. Now, strategically, if you do this with different entrepreneurs in your area, entrepreneurs kind of know what you're doing, right? They, they started their own business once upon a time. They know how hard it is in the beginning. And some of them were just excited to support another local entrepreneur. And some of them really actually needed the coaching because entrepreneurs tend to have some element of awareness of self-development and they're just really great a really great place to start. So starting with salon owners, going to a different chiropractors, offering coaching to the chiropractors, to the office staff, to the receptionist at my hair salon. I walked downtown, went into every single shop and asked if they were, if the 
the shop owner was there. Sometimes they were there. Sometimes they weren't. Handed them a flyer. I, I asked them if they would in, be interested in, in my coaching or if they knew anybody who'd be interested. And I just created clients that way. I had calls on my books from doing that. Now that required no money. It required me to get dressed nice. It required me to, to do some mindset work and then to go literally pound the pavement and invite people into my coaching container. The other place I want you to look is for people in your community that maybe you have on a pedestal. Leaders. Leaders very rarely get asked how they're doing. And leaders, if you serve them powerfully, are much more likely to refer you. Who are your leaders? Teachers, principals at the schools, city council members, uh, church leaders, coaches of kids' games, owners of preschools. Who's leaders in your community that the thought of coaching them makes you a little bit nervous? That's a great place to start. That is a great place to start. Now, how do you, some of you ask, okay, yeah, but how do I email them? Do I call them? Do I go in person? And, and let me give you that in specifics. It's always best to go in person. You're always going to get the most bang for your buck to show up in person. It's bold. It shows you have confidence and you get to make eye contact. They get to see you. They get to experience you. This is the number one way. I recently had a client go door to door in her neighborhood with a flyer. She knocked on a hundred doors offering coaching to her community. Now, as of right now, I don't believe she created any clients from that, but holy smokes, what a powerful decision to go be seen in person, in your community. The second best would be calling, calling or texting. The third best is going to be email. Email does not have a high conversion rate. If you're going to be emailing leaders in your community, offering them coaching, then I want you to follow up on every three, four days until someone says, stop emailing me because email gets ignored and it's, it's the least likely way you're going to connect if you're not following up in person or following up with a phone call. That, that leads me to another aspect of this. When you're creating clients, very rarely does it happen on the first contact. Very rarely. We have to be persistent. When we send an email to a provider that we want to work with and they don't respond, do you know what that means? It means nothing. It means absolutely nothing. Now your brain will try to make it mean something, but it means nothing. Until somebody says, I'm not interested in, in your free coaching. I'm not interested in partnering with you. It's an unknown. And it's your job as a business, new business owner to get to the known. What I find is that Nurse coaches will send out 10 emails, get no responses, and say, email doesn't work because I got no responses of the 10 emails that I sent out. And I'll say, how many people said no? Well, nobody. I just didn't get any responses. Those aren't no's. And as a busy business owner, I can tell you that I get emails soliciting me all the time and that sometimes it takes somebody emailing me six, seven, eight times for me to take the time to respond because I'm so busy. So persistence is important. It's not bothering. It's not being annoying. Let people say, I'm not interested, and then move on. Okay, so in-person is the best. The next best is going to be phone or text. The, the next best after that is going to be email. And if you're going to be doing email, you're going to have to do follow-up. Now, that's with 
cold people, but you all live in communities where you know people. And as you launch, as you change your identity, as you start to own who you are as a nurse coach, tell everybody, tell everybody what you're doing. In business, you're either paying someone to promote promote you or you're promoting yourself. And I don't recommend you paying anyone to promote you your first year. I do not recommend paying any dollars on any kind of advertising your first year. Perhaps maybe making a a shirt if you're going to an event or paying a vendor fair fee if you're going to sit at an event as a vendor, but no Facebook ads, no Google ads, no boosting posts, none of that your first year because you have no business spending money on that. If you're not an expert at proposals and learning how to overcome resistance and selling, don't spend your dollars on leads that you don't know what to do with yet. So the first year is all organic and the first year is all about doing these scary things. Now, some of you introverts are saying, that's it. Laura says, I have to go talk to strangers in my community. I'm not doing it. It's, I'm not comfortable with that. I don't like it. Introverts make the best coaches. Is it, wouldn't it be a shame if your medicine couldn't be experienced by so many people in your community because you made it about you and your own discomfort? Wouldn't it be a shame? This is where working with a coach is so helpful because it really is all about mindset, which I'm going to dive into a little bit deeper at the second part of this podcast. But for this part, I want you to know that if you're doing in-person connecting, 95% of your clients are going to come from you asking them. Connecting in person is best. Phone and text is second. Third is going to be email. And follow-up is key. It is a yes until it's a no. Yeses exist at higher percentages on the second contact, third contact, fourth contact, fifth contact, up to the seventh contact, then it starts to to go down. So if the average amount of contacts it takes to get a yes, to have someone give you two hours of their time to sit with you and experience your extraordinary transformative coaching, can you right out of the gate expect that? Expect to keep a spreadsheet, expect to follow up. Expect to ask until you get a no. Yes lives in the land of no. You have to be willing to get no's. All right. So that's some examples of in-person connecting. Creating a local meetup group. Naming it something. I had two. I had Auburn Positive Psychology Collective and Auburn Holistic Health, because I did, I was doing two types of coaching and I didn't have a niche, like I've told you guys. So I had these two meetups and I would host a meetup for each of them once a month. So I had a meetup every other week. I had people come in. I met so many people. I created clients. I did six of them or seven of them. So for seven months, I did two meetups per month, very low cost. I think it cost me like $160 total for all of them. Um, you charge the price of a drink or two drinks to come. You can find local businesses that will host your meetup because you're secondarily promoting them. And we go into this. How do you create clients out of doing meetups? You create experiences for people. It's another way. If you're going to do local connecting, you want to become a leader in your community. You want people to know who you are. You can join the Chamber of Commerce I did a talk at some of the entrepreneurial groups about who I was and what I did. And I got clients and referrals from that. I really did. One of my best stories is I walked into a chiropractor's office and he had 
uh, a massage therapist on staff and the massage therapist had come out when I was leaving paperwork and I said, hi, you know, I'm Laura, I'm a a nurse and I'm a, a coach and I've launched my practice. I have an office in downtown and I am offering two free sessions to people in our healing community. And this is really just so that if you had a massage client, that if you knew that they needed deeper work that you couldn't do, they needed more than body work, that you can have someone that you trust from experiencing and refer to me. And he was super stoked. And so I did two sessions with him and he quit smoking after two freaking sessions with me. He quit smoking. He was in his late sixties and he quit smoking and he was so grateful and he told everybody about me and he became a super referrer. So deciding to go out that afternoon to get dressed, to go into that office, to be bold, to be confident, to offer my medicine to my community was so much more valuable than spending dollars of advertising that don't benefit anybody but the advertiser. If we go and start changing people's lives in our community, you guys, you're going to create clients. You will. I promise you. All right. That's in-person connecting. Then the other way that we connect and find clients is online. Now, this is so big that I can't go over all of it on our our podcast. We have a social media boot camp inside of our of our courses. And but essentially, when you're creating clients online, 95% of your clients are going to be because you went into their inbox and invited them into coaching. They are not going to come from your call to action posts on, on your Facebook page. Very few. So that that still holds true. When you're getting started, people are going to come and work with you because you invited them. Now let's talk about that. It's nuanced. Let's say that you decide to connect online. That's your primary way you're going to connect. First thing you're going to do is change your identity, right? Your employer is no longer going to be your hospital or your job. Your employer is going to be your business. You aren't going to say ICU nurse anymore as your identity. You are a nurse coach or you are a life coach or you are a wellness coach. Uh, People get really caught up on what to call yourselves. I personally don't think putting nurse coach as your title helps right now because there's just not enough awareness of what that is and people will assume you only coach nurses. So you could say transformative coach. You could say... uh, Life coach, you could say, I had life alignment coach was one of mine. Holistic wellness coach. Advanced health coach, that was one of my favorites too. These are all things I called myself for a period of time. So pick a title and, and, and own your new identity of who you are. That's your new, this is your personal profile, by the way. Business profiles get nothing unless you pay to play. And since I've already said that we don't want you paying for advertising in your first year, you can create a business profile, but don't post there and share that that business post everywhere because it just won't be seen. It just doesn't get seen. There's not enough. Facebook won't put eyes on it unless you pay for those eyes. So this is your personal personal profile. Now, there's two ways to create clients in the coaching industry online. One is to be a lighthouse and the other is to be a tugboat. Now, as a lighthouse you're going to be flashing constantly, showing people who you are. Flash, this is who I am, this is who I help. Flash, this is what I'm doing, this is who I am, this is who I help. Post, consistent posting. And eventually, people have seen enough of your posts over time, they start to see you and know you as a as a coach, as a person who helps their community. And 
eventually people will respond to your lighthouse. They will, they will come to you. And this can be on Instagram, on TikTok, on Facebook, on any of them. The other way, which is going to be primarily how you create clients in the very beginning, because it takes time to be a lighthouse, to be known in your community, is as a tugboat. You see people on their private pages talking about something they're struggling with. You find an opening. Then you sincerely reach out to them and offer them your time. This is not selling, by the way. This is service. So you serve your online community. And you can say, I, instead of paying for advertising, I serve my face, everybody in my Facebook community. And I give away two free hours of coaching to four people per month. And I saw your post and I want you to be one of them. It would be my honor to hold space for you. I won't try to sell you anything. This isn't a bait and switch. At the very end of our second call, I will either give you a plan to move forward or if you're interested, we could talk about working together. But truly, this is how you can repay me is just by sharing your experience with somebody who needs my work, the work that I do. So tugboats, you're going to go out into the to the bay, find someone who needs your help. You're going to invite them and tug them back into your coaching container. And you can do a combination of both, right? You can do posts about who you are. Uh, this is su- super nuanced. I'm not going to go into how to do posts, what to say in posts, what pictures to use. None of all those details is just too detailed for this. Just know that there's those two ways online to create clients. And again, Tugboat is going to be the fastest way to create clients on your calendar. So those are really how you find clients. Now, if you know of people who have businesses that don't compete with yours, uh, ask them if you could send something in their newsletter that you're offering two hours of free coaching to all of their patients or all their clients. And would they give that, put that offering in their newsletter? It's going to be all about you putting yourself out there, feeling like you're taking risks, getting no's until you get yeses. That is, that is how this works in the beginning. Then you get some super refers like my massage client and you begin to get people coming to you, which feels great. It feels wonderful, especially when you've done all that work. Um, But clients aren't going to just come to you because you publish your website. Clients aren't going to just come to you because you changed your Facebook status to, to being a nurse coach. It takes time. And in the social media world, I don't see traction until the five, six, eight month mark of consistent, consistently showing up. So it's, there's a long game there in this, in social media world. It takes time for people to know, like, and trust you. That is how you find clients. That is where you find clients. One of our favorite social media strategies is once you kind of know who you want to help, again, we are not huge, um, proponents of, of having to have a niche. So once you have a hypothesis of who you might want to help, let's say, that you want to help people having a spiritual awakening. You had a spiritual awakening a few years ago. You know how lonely it was. Maybe you were deconstructing something from your youth. Your beliefs had shifted. You had no one to talk to. And you want to be that coach that can help people through that, that the ickiness of that spiritual awakening, the discomfort of reimagining uh, what your spiritual beliefs are. Then find some books on that or podcasts on that or Facebook communities on that, and look for the people who are drawn to those. This is it. And this is something I've done before, which actually I had never thought of. 
I had seen a Facebook ad for a coachy type of thing that was really similar to what I did. And I just friended everybody that commented on the ad. Some of them accepted my friend request. Some of them didn't. But I knew if they were commenting on that ad and they were drawn to that ad, that they were probably very close to my ideal client. So I just friend requested them. And then I let, I was the lighthouse. They accepted my friend request. I was a lighthouse posting about the thing over and over and over again. And eventually they'd reach out to me. If you find a podcast that you, that you really like, and there's a Facebook group around that podcast, go and make friends, send friend requests to everybody in that community. You're not soliciting directly to them. You're just drawing them into your, your, your own Facebook community. Um, you don't want to go find people and do, just solicit to them right then. But these are good people to have seeing your posts because you're, you're both doing something very similar or interested in something very similar. We have lots of strategies like that to get yourself in front of the right people online. Now with messaging, you want to, when you send a message, you don't want to be wordy. You want it to be short, succinct, and direct. And let me give you an example. Okay. So I'm sending a message to a woman who posted on my Facebook page that uh, in a response to a comment that she, she's tried everything and she can't lose weight. And my little coach brain goes, oh my gosh, I could totally help her. So this is what not to do. Let's say her name is Jane. Hey Jane, this is Laura. I'm a board certified nurse coach. That's a nurse coach who goes through training and I am trained in the art of behavior change and I help people lose weight. This is what I do. I would love to offer you some free coaching, free of charge. If you're ever interested, just reach out to me. I'm available Monday through Friday, 9 a.m. to 9 p.m. at night. And just reach out to me if you're interested. Thank you. Bye. Okay, that's indirect. Another way could be, hey, Jane, thank you so much for commenting on my post. I absolutely would love to offer you a few hours to unpack that feeling of not being able to lose weight. I have a few spots available for my community members, my free spots for community members. And I have a spot next week or the end of this week. Do either of those work for you? See how direct that is? Let them say no. Don't be wishy-washy and open-ended and hope that they go, that they come towards you. It's, it, you're resisting the fear of rejection. So be direct, be concise. Um, we can help you find language if, you, if you're in our groups. We have a lot more resources. But these are just some ways of connecting and finding clients. All right, so I just gave you 26 minutes of strategy. But guess what? Strategy doesn't mean shit if you don't have the mindset to support it. Strategy will not work if you do not have the mindset to support it, period. And let me make this real for you. If strategy is, was anything that you needed to accomplish anything in your life, we would all be billionaires. To, to be successful at whatever level was only about strategy, it was a, a sequential list of things to do, then we would all download that list and we would just go through the list and do it. But that's not how it works. If you do not have the mindset to support it, the strategy will fall flat. If you don't believe that you're a good coach, if you don't believe that anyone has money for coaching, that if you get dressed up and go out into your community, no one is going to be interested in what you're offering. They're going to feel that about you. 
There's a, a state of being, there's a mindset you have to cultivate and create yourself. You have to do it to go and make some of these strategies work. There's a podcast I'm going to do in the future called Why Your, Your Vibe is More Important Than What You Say. The energy, the person you're being is so much more important than what you say, how you say it, the message that you send, the post that you do. It's who you believe that you are. That's the most important thing when creating clients. Now, let's say that through some mindset work, through some really intentional journal writing every day, through working with your own coach, you've cultivated the belief that when people spend time with you, their lives change. You start to realize, I have amazing medicine. My container is magic. I don't know how I do it. I don't know who, if it's the divine, if it's something bigger than me, but when people are spend time in a container with me, their lives change. If you believe that, proposals are easy. Connecting is easy. I don't care if people say no. I just care that I'm brave enough to ask because I know my medicine is powerful and and that I want to help my community. Again, strategy for finding clients means nothing without mindset, which is why we are such big proponents of working with somebody on your mindset. Our brain looks into our past to try to come up with strategy to move forward. But when you've never been an entrepreneur, there's nothing in your past that you can use. There's nothing. This is something new. This is where spending time with someone who's been there, done that successfully will help you cultivate the mindset that you need to to take some of these strategies and run with them. So I would be so interested to, to hear more from our clients, from our community on what has worked for you, not only for strategy, but also for your mindset. You know, in our preceptorship course, we have a mantra And I tell everyone to print out the mantra, paste it up in their office, read it over and over and over again. Because until we have proof, we have to cultivate the belief ourselves. Until we've had 20 paying clients, we we don't have proof that people pay for coaching, right? We have to cultivate that ourselves. That's our responsibility. Also, we can't take our clients any deeper than we have gone ourselves. So this starting a business thing is your chance to go for it, to to lean into the discomfort, to change your thoughts, to change your beliefs. This is your opportunity to go first. And if you're doing this work, if you're playing full out, I guarantee you, your mindset will shift and how you see yourself will shift. You can only win or learn. There's no failure. You're either winning or you're learning at this stage. And let's call it a failure for just a second. Let's say you invite, you send out 50 messages to 50 people on social media and nobody says yes. We can call that a failure, right? Now, what we can get from that, that's a really data-rich information. Let's find out why. How did you find these contacts? Are they warmer or are they cold? How did you send the message? 
Did you copy and paste it? Because copy and pasted messages energetically do not have the same punch as you taking the time to think about the human you're sending a message to and typing it out and making it personal. Did you send it text or did you send it voice? Did you include any information about them signifying that you actually cared who they were? Were you succinct and clear or were you murky? Were you direct or indirect? And how did you feel when you were doing it? Now, I can't ask somebody who hasn't sent 50 messages those questions. But I can sure ask them that on the back end so that we can learn from that, that perceived failure. What do we learn from this? Way to take massive action. What a win that is. So we can only learn or win. And when we do fail... It, we take it as the best opportunity to learn. What, what are we going to do different next time? That's the fastest way to move the needle forward in your business is to fail often and to fail hard, which is actually learning. And it's why having your own coach is so freaking important. I, I, it cracks me up when people say, I, I want to DIY it for a while and save up for a coach. I was like, well, if you can DIY it, and you have enough success to, to save enough money to, to, to hire a coach, you probably don't need one. I wish that's the way it worked. It just doesn't. doesn't work that way. So we would love to have you in our free Facebook group. We welcome you to come to our community and ask any questions. At this point, Shelby and I answer questions, but holy smokes, we've got a big group of a thousand nurse coaches answering um, questions with really good information. Come be a part of a community that's all doing the same scary things that you need to do. And if you're interested in any of our programs, feel free to look at our website, thesuccessfulnursecoaches.com and take the work with us quiz. All right, team, I hope you enjoyed this. I hope this answered some of your questions and have a wonderful and prosperous week.